Hey, it's EDB. That's Eric Deshaun Barrett for this day 11 of month 8, 2023. You know, I took a walk on Monday. Yes, I know. That was a long time ago. But I held it because I thought maybe as we kick off the weekend, it might be a good opportunity to kind of reflect and think, especially as you're heading into next Monday. You'll understand this when uh, you hear it. I talked to my buddy Matt. No, that's not true. His name's Sam. Matt talks sports. We're getting to him in a little bit. That's going to be fun. But for now, I talked to Sam. He does a little thing called movement as a gift. Maybe that's where I got the end from. Matt, movement, I don't know. Maybe I'm just trying to cover up for my stupid. Or my screw up. Not stupid, screw up. Nonetheless, we have a chat. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you learn something from it. Sam. Hey, it's EDB. Let's get to it tonight. Oh, you got a new watch. Check, I'm, check, one, two, three. I can hear me. Check, can you? check. Okay. Why'd you get a new watch? I got a new watch so I can train better. Oh. I don't have to have my phone on me. Oh. That's not can, that's not a Apple Watch, I'm assuming. Negative. It's oh. not. Oh. You didn't want an Apple Watch? They were too expensive? I thought about it. I just, I'd prefer not to have even more distraction with messages. You could turn those off. Yeah, but this is more made for training stuff. Oh. Yeah, everybody has their own thing. Yeah. My OCD won't let me do that. Yeah. Here's between this, the this is a Coros, C-O-R-O-S, and then there's another brand called Garmin, which they're they used to be known for their like GPSs. Everybody, well, I know who Garmin is. Yeah. That's my uncle's favorite brand. Oh yeah. Yes. It's a good good brand. So that's like the top, I'd say like top watch also. Top watch company. Does that connect mm-hmm. with your? Oh, but you use those other apps, so you know you know. That might fall off of you. I don't know if that'll fall off of you or not. I don't think it will. I'm talking about your uh, microphone. Or is that what you're talking about? Let's hope it doesn't. Because, you know, it's been... What are you doing out here? You're doing movement something. I shared something on the... It's 5 o'clock in the morning. It's 5 o'clock in the morning. Happy Monday. I really don't... Well, I don't know. Is it Monday? Maybe Tuesday or something. I don't know. So, uh... But you, I mean, you wake up early, right? I wake up early, but I don't know, the last time we was out here, it was cold as, you know. Cold as, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. I'm not, I'm getting older, I guess. I'm heading into 40. And so now you have to decide which side of the track you want to be on. When you're young, you don't really matter. You can kind of play on both sides of the fence. You know, you're still like 26, 27, somewhere in there. 27. Yeah, see. When you hit 30, you have to start making choices. Either you're going to be on the early side of the fence or you're going to be on the late side of the fence. Because hmm. the body's just not going to work on both sides anymore. Hmm. And that's kind of where I am. Yeah. Where I have to make those choices. Like, if I'm going to be a late ri- a late person, then that's great. 
that means I'm not getting up till noon. Or for being an early person, that means I got to be in bed by eight o'clock. Yep. Yeah. Early to bed, early to rise. Something like that. Yeah, it's sleep is important, but it's sometimes hard to get, like, the scientifically backed amount of sleep, which I think is like eight to nine hours. So, but it also depends on how your biology is. Well, I was reading for church yesterday, you know. Uh, I want to apologize to all the listeners who's hearing all that spitting. That's just what he does. Uh, not, you know, because I learned that in these conversations I have, folks tend to point out all the sensitive moments, especially when I do my, my live church services. They're like, what was that crackle? You know, everybody hears all that stuff. Yeah. And the world is, I guess, generically ADHD. So they kind of hear every little detail. Hmm. So anyway, I had to apologize for that because I didn't want anybody to go, what was that? What was that? I heard a lot of crackling. I ain't, I ain't know what that crackling was, you know. That's, or maybe they're hearing the feet as it's hitting the pavement. Hmm. Because we're outside at Mount Trashmore. And again, it's not cold. It's not. I'm not used to being out here with you and it's not cold. And it's also not blisteringly hot. You can feel the humidity. <clears throat> not really. If we had done this at 3 p.m.? No, that was that's a negative. That's a negative. So, uh, I was doing a, a project. No, working on a... I don't know what I call them, because I don't like to call them sermons. I hate those things. But uh, there was a new study out that was discussing why people don't go to church. And I don't want to get into that, but it's a point in there that kind of speaks to what you were saying, how most of us in this culture are project-driven, and we're somewhat... uh, uh, I'm trying to paraphrase this. But um, basically, we look at all of our projects and our uh, interests, and we're kind of selfish to our interests. These are psychologists that did this. So this is a real study. I'm not making this. Uh, well, I'm not saying it correctly, but I'm not making it up either. Sure, sure, sure. You're paraphrasing. Yeah. And it was kind of fascinating because, like, even in our good doings, it's somewhat selfish according to this study, because we always have to be involved, we always have to be active, we always have to be doing something, and we really don't take time for personal space and rest and relaxation because it's kind of like the fear of missing out where, you know, we always have to be on the go. Hmm. And I guess I'm getting old now, so I don't really care about missing out anymore. And do they connect that to, like, a decreased church attendance? Yes. Because of that? Yes. Hmm. But that that's more detailed into why it's a decrease in church membership or attendance, which I wasn't really trying to go into. It was more that part of uh, where the psychologist asked the question, are you doing this without realizing that you're still selfish? 
And I go, what do you mean? And he's like, most people volunteer selfishly. And I go, oh. And so it's, it's kind of like you have to evaluate why you're doing what you're doing. And, but that's a whole other part to it as well. But the part that I was interested in is how we're more uh, spilling out of who we are and what we have and our resources and our abilities and not spending enough time uh, taking in. Hmm. That's why we're tired. So more giving than receiving? Yes. Hmm. But it's personal receiving because we're talking about your because like I don't know if you're familiar with this or not I'm sure you are because you're the mental health guy uh, but this is uh, National Wellness Month hmm. Morning. and uh, all that kind of incorporates into uh, this conversation that's kind of where I started going down this rabbit hole about how most folks don't pay attention to their their self-awareness or their their self you know, themselves. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, having the self-awareness to figure out what works best for you. Yeah. Right? And I think that lo- that looks... That's the cool thing and subjective thing about, you know, I think the maybe sometimes all, now, unfortunately, overused word of wellness is sometimes it's 4.30 a.m. For some folks, other people, you know, like that's actually not... Not the setup. And they have to sleep until 8 or 9. And I think that's also hard because when you're prescribing, basically, prescribing a lifestyle of wellness, there's no one-size-fits-all. Some people early early, early morning risers. Other people are night owls. Yeah. So I want to ask you a question. Because uh, you're at Hey, Let's Walk. And uh, that that C word came up again. Well, community. Yeah. And uh, the people, some were, I'm not going to say who it was, but they were like, oh, Eric, you built a wonderful community. And I'm like, again, going back to this whole wellness thing and this self-awareness, I'm, I'm, I was like, do you really think, and maybe I'm just overthinking, so let me just go ahead and put that out there, and maybe I'm just, you know, leaning into my pessimistic side, but I was like, there's like, well, don't you think you built community? I'm like, no, I think that I built an opportunity for people to advance their own interests, but I don't know if I built community. Hmm. I don't know if anybody in those circles, I guess because when I think about community, I think about it differently and and that comes back to, and I know I'm talking a lot, so I'm going to shut up, but it comes back to, uh, I guess everything is subjective in this world, but I look at it as nobody on that stage, apart from my family and even some of them, are not in the category where I'm going to call and have a personal moment with. Hmm. 
I'm not going to call you at 2 o'clock in the morning and tell you I'm in pain. I'm just not going to do it. Hmm. So when you talk about building community, for me, it's you're building people around you that are able to be kind of a strengthening, a melting pot for, not a melting pot, but a strengthening pot for you. And I don't think I did that. I think I built an opportunity for everybody to advance their own causes and their own interests, Hmm. which is fine. Well, what if advancing their own cause also advances other people's cause? Isn't that kind of the, almost the point of community? I mean, it's still subjective to me, I guess. Hmm. Yeah. Because I don't like that word community. I don't know what it means. And, yeah, I don't know what it means. If you had to describe community, how would you describe it? The way I did. It's people that are around you. It's like Mayberry, you know? Was, everybody was, every, everybody was, everybody's friend. I know I'm talking to, what are you, like a millennial? You're like Gen Z, right? I'm a millennial. Barely. You're a millennial, okay. 96. Yeah. So, you know, still, you don't know what the Andy Griffin show was. I mean, I hell. I grew up watching the Andy Griffin. You grew up watching Andy Griffin? Yeah, I, I can hear the whistle theme song in my head. Oh, well then, my bad. <laughs> so, uh, I Love Lucy. Oh, she was, mm, yeah. God, that chick was annoying. Tom and Jerry. No, they were good. They were classics. You know, the Smurfs. Uh... Flintstones, Scooby-Doo. Anyway, uh, Mayberry is what I was saying. You know, everybody's everybody's friend. You know, we. Can what, is, call, what is Mayberry? Is, was that another show? That was Andy Griffin's show. Oh, remember he was in the town of Mayberry. Oh, yeah. So uh, that's kind of what I look at community as. What we have around here is more self-serving, self-interest groups, which. Again, I'm not saying that's a problem, but I, I think that, I think that it's, it's a disservice to folks. And we, we had this conversation in, in a, uh, in a meeting one time where, uh, we were like, I think that we should understand or should express or try to express, which, you know, how do you do that too is another part to put into it how do you actually explain to people or try to make sure everybody's on the same page with with something that is so convoluted you know yeah well I think the thing about community and and connection is I think there's expectations and you also uh, with the boiling pot ness if that's a word the overlap and, and just the uh, uh, there's so many communicate like connections in Hampton Roads and so you kind of almost have to figure out as you do it is this a business connection is this a friend connection uh, or is this some other type of connection well, and I think just spending time with people you kind of figure that out you know, some some people reach out to you only when they need, you know, help in specific areas, and then you know, and that's that. 
other people I could talk about is a 2 a.m. call. Yeah, but... Because stuff has hit the fan. In my neighborhood, that doesn't happen that much. We don't have businesses. So, which is something else that you... I, I learn more and more that there is a two there is two sides to this conversation and uh we're trying to blend people together without understanding that we're two different kinds of people and um, i mean i i come from a predominantly black neighborhood it's full of mostly poor people that all we did was pick cotton and go to church all day we don't deal in business and networking and all those other different things and so uh the a lot of the things that i don't know if that building i mean this is sad to say in an audio environment but it's like was that always there this building yeah i don't know about always but it's been here for a minute do we not use this route i don't know if i remember seeing that over there or not maybe last time you were just it was, I mean, last time it was cold. Oh, is that what it was? So we were focusing on not dying. Okay, all right, cool. Thank you for telling me that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so coming from a predominantly uh, disenfranchised or disengaged part of life and then kind of being stuck in an engaged, uh, enfranchised environment is very daunting and very somewhat you know overwhelming i guess is what i'm trying to say so you feel like you're stepping into spaces that you aren't like you haven't grown up navigating so i did a bike ride the other day <laughs> and i posted it i don't know if you saw it on the instagram or not i think i did but uh it was very triggering for me and I did it because one of the persons that ride or that, so there was this young, well, well, I guess we can say she was a young lady. I mean, it's 50, 60 young, but you know, she's retired. So anyhow, so she was uh, doing these 30 days of journeying because she's, uh, okay, I see something, but. I saw it moving, but I definitely don't see anything. I don't see a human. Oh, you see it? Yeah. Uh, oh no, I see him. Okay. <laughs> All right. It's so dark. Oh wow. I Good was morning. like, I see, I see the light. I don't see the human. <laughs> you know, they're talking about UFOs. I don't know if I was seeing one. <laughs> How are you, sir? Very good. How about you? Good. You're in the Navy or retired? Was. was. Yeah. But congratulations, thank you for that nice little. Thank you. Hey, oh, I thought you was coming to say hi. He's like, nope, nope. <laughs> yes. You I was love trying the collar. To... Yeah, I love the collar. You have a good day. Um, what was I saying? Oh, I was doing this bike ride because I really wanted to, you know, I, I did it basically out of loyalty even I really didn't want to do it. Mm. And so we started riding through Chesterfield Heights. Yeah. Wait, so you still did it even though like inwardly you were like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to ride a bike. It's not that I don't want to ride a bike. 
it's I don't I don't I don't know how to describe it in a way that that makes sense and I don't want to you know you start don't break it down huh you don't want to break it down no it's not that I don't want to break it down I don't want to break it down in a way that might because you know I could think about ways of breaking it down and then people say really you're going to compare it to that you know hmm. but it it was it was very traumatizing because growing up in my neighborhood if you were on a bike you were poor if you were on a bike you were less than if you were on a bike you were you know struggling to get into a different environment and it's like kids wearing holes in their clothes today hmm. I don't know what happened in your house. We got our asses handed to us if we went out the house with our holes in our clothes. Hmm. We were teased. We were, right. you know, called all sorts of things. So when I see people with holes. That was in, a fashion statement. Yeah. <laughs> and when I see it, I go, yeah, I don't know. It, it's triggering to me. Right, right. So uh, that was kind of where that, that bike thing was. We went through Grandy Village which was a pain in my ass in many uh, facets during various conflicts in the city. And then we rode to Chesterfield Heights, which in essence is, you know, still a pain in my ass in some instances. And I'm riding through and I'm just, I'm getting all sorts of triggered. But in some people's minds, like, we built community. But I'm like, how did you build community when one member doesn't want to be here and you don't even realize that that member doesn't want to be here? Hmm. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's kind of where that, that the building of community kind of gets a little bit interesting. I see. Because... So it wasn't necessarily the biking part, but it was all the things that you've associated and the locations that you were back to triggering. I mean, it was events. more, it was more to it than that. Uh, it's kind of hard to sit down and really in this time analyze every little piece of it. But the majority of the, or the moral of it was I, so if I had done it, and I don't want to, I don't know. The moral of the story is Rosie asked me to do it. This lady named Rosie. Mm-hmm. And I went and invited other people to be a part of it. I should never have done that. Mm. And so then it became something that I didn't want. And it went to territories where I couldn't control. Mm. And the thing that I've become okay with in my own wellness is and my uncle and I had this conversation. He's like, Eric, you know, sometimes people tell you that you're self-centered or you're arrogant or you're the arbiter of right, but it's not that. It's that you, for your own wellness, have to be in areas where you can control it. So when you put yourself in, in the hands of someone else to control how you operate, that can be very, very inflating on your mental health in some cases. Mm. Especially when you're not sure what that person's interests are. You know, and no, no, no disrespect to the dude who led the event, but he wants to do biking. That's all he cares about, right? 
And I, I'm, it, you're not a cyclist. That and I allowed somebody to control how I operated, hmm. and that was bad. Yeah, and you can you can feel that difference in those types of social dynamics and and specific type of connections. Right. Like, you can go into some groups and it feels like okay, this is like organic, and I can tell like we're here to maybe like learn more about each other instead of like using folks to a, like a means to an end. Yeah. Because um, I can I can relate to that. Which I hope like hey let's walk dead. Yeah that uh, it was designed not necessarily to build community, but to build awareness of community, to have an access point to understanding what Norfolk or Hampton Roads and in many instances had to offer. And then from there, give you the opportunity or the attendee the opportunity to make the call as to who they want to invest or uh, invite or whatever you want to put there into their world. Mm -hmm. it, it, it didn't force anything on you. And, uh, and, and I try to keep that in mind when I do events is I'm not trying to sell you anything. I'm not trying to force anything on you. I just want you to know what options are available to you. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a, that's a tricky limbo because with any type of, not to use the C word, but community or event um, or like a, a vendor, almost like a setup of vendors coming and then other people coming, there has to be structure. But at the same time, and I think this is what you did with this past Let's Walk or Hey Let's Walk, is there's some structure, right? Like there's some specific people who happen to be passionate enough to start either nonprofits or companies about certain topics or passions. But at the same time, you have structure as well as kind of the, the mentality that I think um, is part of the fabric is you make it what you want. Yeah. So whether that's you want to you speak, okay, cool, you can speak. If not, all good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's really hard because there's that, that fine dance and limbo of structure and letting the other people, not having it too structured. You know, I think that there's some folks who are not okay with the fact, and they've even told me that. They're like, well, Eric, are you okay with yeah. the reality that uh, there's a truck passing? Security. Yeah, that is? In mm -hmm. a red truck like that? Well, it's it's security. It's I think primarily parks and rec. Oh, but he's in a unmarked vehicle. Yeah. Uh oh, so you don't know who they are? No. Oh, whatever. Okay. You I, I I don't know. I just got discombobulated by that. Um, like we had we had a meeting with somebody and I have, and they're like, so Eric, we want to see a city where white people and black people can work together. And I'm like, but what if that never happens? Hmm. They're like, well, Eric, shouldn't we push towards that? And I'm like, I really don't care if that never, if that happens or not. Hmm. And they're like, well, 
that's our goal. And I'm like, well, how do you do that when I don't want to do what you're doing? So what, what do we do? We create, how do we, how do we, how do we create that space? You know, you're, you're going out slinging in mud. There might be one or two black people that want to go out there slinging mud. I'm not one of them. So how do you create an environment where you're saying, oh, and then, and then it's the thing where I get in these conferences and it's like, we don't talk about Chinese people being in the same club or the Asians. I read an article today where they were like, Asian people don't even know where they fit in this country. Yeah, they're overlooked a lot of times. Right. So I'm like, it's, it's always the black people that we're trying to figure out how to incorporate instead of the fact that there's a whole lot of other ethnicities and ideologies in this country that most folks don't pay attention to. So try to figure out how to go over there and make them do what you want them to do instead mm -hmm. of black people. Yeah. Yeah. That part kind of annoys me a little bit. Yeah, I think generally the, the theme of the conversation has primarily, and for, I think, obvious reasons, but unfortunately you... In doing so, you also marginalize, like you're talking about, of other large vast of varying ethnicities. But it's always been white and black. Right. Black and white. I don't think life is so black and white. It's not. I mean, my thought process that I'm trying to bring awareness to is, like you're doing an event out here, movement is a gift. It's a fucking gift. If it draws black people, fine. If it draws Asians, fine. If it draws white people, fine. Yeah. If it draws Jews and Gentiles, who gives a fuck who shows up? Right. If it, if it uh, has runners, cool. If it has bikers, cool. If it has walkers, cool. And I think I've made it like purposely vague, but also a statement. Because anyone can move. It's 10 minutes to 6. Right. I'm looking good on time. You good on time? Well, I'll just make it sure because you said you had something at 620. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to do that because <laughs> I realize I have a 9 o'clock and a 10 o'clock. Mm. And this, that's too much to do in one day. Packed. I told you I'm getting old. We all are. Yeah. Older. Well, you're still at the point where you can handle those things, I guess. I don't know. I don't want to speak for you, but. Debatable. Yeah, I can't. I have to. I have to start shaving off my life, dude. Yeah, no, Saturday was very packed. Saturday was yoga at 7, 5K race at 8. After that, hung with family, and then training after that. That's too much. That's too much. And then one. another meeting in Norfolk. That's too that. much in one damn day. It's packed. I can't. No. I just can't. I mean, but, hey, where are we going? We can go this way. Okay. Go out four minutes, four minutes back. You want to go that way? Yeah. That, that leads towards the traffic. Well, we can just walk out and then walk back. You know what I'm saying? Is it quieter to walk the other way? Mm -hmm. For four minutes? I mean, maybe, but there's not many cars that come on. Okay. Yeah. Cool. But, no, it's, it's hard to... It's, I think it's hard to sometimes to, to parcel out interests and passions and... Sometimes there's, there's organic and genuine overlap, and sometimes they're not. And I think that's also completely okay. Yeah. Well. But that's also my opinion. I mean, there's a lot of things I'm working on. And I think that coming off of that event, or the Hey Let's Walk event, it's how do you bring more awareness 
and uh, more opportunity to people just having the opportunity. I don't, I've said opportunity 14 different times in one sentence. I, you could tell I didn't work on this press release. But uh, how do you bring more awareness to what options are available to people? Right. And for me, it's working to find those opportunities and not necessarily and then knowing how to how to for my own sake uh, reel in like for example with those biker people and they're good people they're very good people so yeah, please sure, sure let's not go and start shit but they're also driven people and sometimes driven people have to be reminded hey you're 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 pissing in my cheerios you know that needs to be a quote. Excuse me? That's, that needs to be a quote on a shirt. You know, every time I say Sometime, something... What did you say? Sometimes driven people need to be reminded that you're pissing in my Cheerios. You're pissing in my Cheerios. And, you have, and, and here's the thing. For me, it's becoming okay with saying that. Because I think for a while, I have not been okay with... And I preached it to you. But I have not been okay with saying, Look, you're pissing in my Cheerios. Mm. This is this is not healthy for me, right? I think I think it, it happens a lot, and, and maybe I could just speak for myself as a I would say recovering people pleaser. Mm. Is the word no sounds dirty to me, and it sounds bad, and it sounds like when I say no, I think oh I'm being selfish, I'm just choosing myself and thinking about myself. However, I think if you're only saying yes to folks, you like we talked about in the beginning. You're only burning yourself out, and that's not sustainable. And a lot of times, if you say no, you know, if someone takes that personally or whatever, that's on them. Yeah. Because things change, and you know, it, it's it's a healthy option to say no and not go to something that you're not invested into, rather than saying yeah. And I've been here time and time again. Say yes, and then inwardly you're like, Ugh. Like I, I would like actually prefer to be other places, honestly. Like I like I think these, that's okay. I like these walks we're doing. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Sadly, our schedules are just shit. <laughs> and so you throw out dates, and I'm like, dude, that doesn't work for me. Yeah. And and I throw out dates, and you're like, that doesn't work for you. And you know, it's it's not like we're evil or we hate each other. It's just, dude, that doesn't work for me. Yeah. And I think like. Investing at least some type of energy, varying percentage of percentages of energy to come to a mutual agreement of, okay, like this works for you, this works for me. Yeah. And this may sound, this may have sounded very like, like jumbled because I am very, very bad at expressing. You think? Uh... Personally, yes. I don't like to tell people. I'd rather, I'd rather just put you in the fuck off pile hmm. than to actually work on why I put you in the fuck off pile. Yep. Doing the work and sorting through things is hard. Yeah. Much I, harder. Yeah. Than to just like write people off and be like, you know, it's kind of like an idea. Like, you think you may have a good idea and you write it down and then someone's like, ah. And it's easier for for you just to like crumble it up instead of sort through. Okay, why is this why is this not a, a working idea? Yeah. 
So, yeah, so I, I'm having, I am very, even like in getting married, I had to realize that sometimes you can't even put your own wife in the fuck off pile. Yeah, probably. Because I, I, I put everybody uh, in the fuck off pile. Mm. Yeah, I'm sure you learned real quick. Huh? I'm sure you learned real quick. Real quick what? That that might not be the best. Um, mm, yeah, I'm still struggling with it. Because hmm. I'm okay with being, I like being at home by myself. I come out, I do what I do, and then I go back home. Hmm. And when I tell you I don't want community, I don't want community. Hmm. I just want to go home and leave me alone. And... Uh, but I recognize that I have been gifted, which is something that is very hard to explain to people, that I do what I do because it's almost like a calling than it is a personal ambition, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I do these things out of a calling, and then it's, you want to turn around? Turn around this tree. Yeah. It's a calling, but then Personally, it's like, I'm okay at home. You know, I see what people are doing on the internet and, uh, you know, all the events. And, like, I shared the yoga event on Saturday. Uh And that was kind of like the olive branch of expressing, and I don't want to say who it is because I don't want people to feel like, oh, yeah, yeah, so... But I shared it as like an olive branch to more of making awareness to the opportunity of community, even though I personally don't want to do it. Sure. Yeah. Right. No, I think there's there's different levels. I mean, everything almost is like an onion. There's layers, and there's there's different versions of what support looks like. So you can support someone in their time, you can support someone in their marketing, you can support someone financially. Um, yeah. So. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, we going the, I was going along the river, I don't know why. <laughs> That's not even a river, it's more like a lake, but. It's like a lake, but there's a pathway that veers off. Uh, oh, the Have sun. you seen this uh, workout equipment? Yeah. Stuff around here? So, fun story. When we were talking about the Ohio Creek project out in Chesterfield Heights, yep, we actually came out here to tour this because we wanted to build the park out in Chesterfield Heights to look like this one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which I saw it. I mean, I guess it makes sense to whoever put it out there. I guess they're happy. To me, it's a pile of shit. With these machines? No, I'm talking about in Chesterfield Heights. Ah. I think it could have been more, which is something else that I am a recovering from is realizing I can't want more for you than you want for yourself. And I realize I want more for people than they want for themselves, mm-hmm. which is bad on my health. Can can be bad. It can be detrimental. Yeah. It well, to me, yeah, morning. morning. It is detrimental to my health. So it's I like. See. That's why I'm like in the business of giving you option, not like, because you should do this, because that's 
kind of the way I was raised. That's the kind of people that I'm around mm. where they're trying to, everybody's trying to guide you and rear you. Mm. And, you know. Well, intention, but you know what they say about good intentions. Well, you know, and the Sam doesn't want to be reared by me. So, you know. But then it's like on the other side of the coin, it's like, well, Sam doesn't want to be reared by me. And I'm just using you because you're standing here. But then they're like, okay, cool. But so Sam went and he did something and he's about to hit a tree. And I'm like, well, Sam doesn't want to be reared by me. Hmm. Well, you're not going out there to help him? Fuck no. He don't want to be reared by me, remember? Hmm. So now I look like the bad guy. Yeah, it's, you know, again, it's a fine dance. Yeah. Because I think also people need, and I saw this a lot when I taught lessons, like you can tell people stuff, but it's up to them to either take it or not. But regardless, if they mess up and they make mistakes, chances are they're probably going to learn. Well, you hope. <laughs> or that's when you go back and, you know, you go over and that's kind of like the coach mentality. Yeah. So. But it is difficult because when you, when you don't step in all the time, you, you don't have control over that situation. So quickly, what are we doing? What are you doing out here? I am currently walking with you. I mean, I know that. But. Then, but then after that, I am whoever shows up. You started an organization. Up. Do people? Sh- I want to say I started an organization, but it's it's a club of sorts, and it's called Movement is a Gift mm-hmm. Club. And we meet at Mount Trashmore every Monday, hmm. every Monday morning. And it's for whoever wants to show up and get some movement in on a super early muggy Monday. Mm. Interesting. So low stakes, low pressure. It's not like a any crazy paces. It's essentially showing up if you want, because I'll be here regardless. Um, what are you doing out here regardless? I'll be running, uh-huh. mostly. You run around Mount Charlesmore? I do. Huh. I try to shoot for three loops each time. So you come here at six, you said something about an early bird special, which I don't know what that means. <laughs> what does that mean? It's so, on your website, so it's not like it's private. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, movementisagift.com, 6 a.m., early bird special, which is basically for if, you, if you've got kids and, you know, and they wake up and you've got like, stuff and you've got to feed them, um, then pop up at six and you're able to get that before the kids wake up. Ah. Or if you have an if you have a job that meets super early in the morning. Ah. So. And then the other people arrive at six twenty or something. Six twenty, six thirty. Uh. Okay. Um, and again, it's not massive amounts of people. It could be zero. Could be five. Could be ten. Oh. Okay. All right. And so when I come out here. Uh. Sorry, we should have did this earlier instead of spending that forty minutes in therapy. But you know. <laughs> Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you come out, do you, like, am I running? Do I have to, because you said, so how do you like, how is it structured? Like, so generally I would, I would deem us not necessarily as a run club, but running, uh, running focused. Uh-huh. Um, so generally I shoot for a nine to 10 minute pace, which is on average, kind of the average pace of folks for running for running. Yep. So everybody's running together. You can if you want. So if that's your pace, then cool. But if it's not your pace, there's not like an expectation like you have to keep up with the pack. Oh. 
So yeah. if your if your pace is six minutes, cool. If you want to just like run off by yourself, oh, I so guess I can just come fine. down here and just meet up and we high five, take a group photo, and then see you, right? Yeah, I mean, just another activity to. Morning. How are you? Morning. Great. Okay. Yeah, it's another opportunity for people to get involved and move. Maybe just not 100% on their own. Oh, so I can't do it on my own? You can do it on your own. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I don't know, because... I, so, I know what I talked about earlier, but that's not why I asked that question. I learned in, in, in my walks that I had to convince people like my grandmother and her crowd when they showed up that because uh, they wouldn't come because they felt like you were going to be there. And you're like this me personally. Well, you was in you the runner. <laughs> and they're like, I can't keep up with Sam. So <laughs> I'm not coming. And so I had to, you know, be like, look, Sam's going to do his own thing, you know, mm -hmm. but you can come out and do your own thing. And that's kind of why we have three or four different things going on because I can't keep up with you and I don't feel comfortable being in an environment where I'm not going to keep up with you. Mm. So I don't know if that's allowed out here or not. It's what I'm trying to get to. I see. Yeah. 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 It's, I mean, it's, there's different levels. I, there's a lot of folks I, I can keep up with and you know, generally, what I'm shooting for is, is folks who want to show up and a nine to ten minute pace. But again, that's that that's malleable. Mm. And if if it's not their thing to show up at Mount Trashmore this time, I'm about to say, do we need to go back? Because yeah. it's after six, and I don't yeah. know how your crowd. Yeah, I don't want them to say I was here and I missed you. <laughs> yeah. So, and if people feel like it's not for them well one um i'd say it's easier to say that instead of like actually just sh maybe showing up once or twice and then if you do and you figure out yeah this is like thin enough for me then cool hmm. <laughs> right like i wherever we all feel best like okay this feels like my group and kind of where i'm at and and there's a certain there should be a congruence with quote unquote fitness levels mm -hmm. and it's helpful right because if someone is running a six minute pace uh and everyone else in the group is running a 12 minute pace then that 12 minuteers are pushing themselves further beyond their capability and they're going to probably injure themselves right and the six minuteer is like holding himself back but that's yeah. why with these clubs it's it's more of a we're not here to break records or to like get down into the business of training um, I'm doing this outside of my training regimen to just provide something on a Monday morning to get some movement in. Hmm. Yeah. Like me and grandmother, when we go do walks, I'm, I'm not training at all. You're not going to get shit out of it. <laughs> sure. And you understand that when you get out there. Yep. But the thing that to encourage her to get out there because she needs to, and those, that crowd needs to be moving is like I said, she'll get out and she'll see, oh, and I'm just, like I said, cause you're standing here. 
Oh, see Sam, he's all the way up there. I'm never going to catch up with him. And he'd have been up there and came back before I even left the car. So now she discouraged to be out here. Right. And that's something that I've tried and worked hard to, you know, cushion, if you will, on, on, on the walks is. Yep. And I say that because I think we, and like, and I don't want to get into this conversation. We do this again, but it's like 14 different people doing 14 different things in this world. Like, why do I need a movement club if you're already doing one? Sure. And that's a really good question. And that's one, one reoccurring thought that I've had so much hesitancy of doing my own thing. Cause I'm like, Hampton Roads doesn't need another run club. Right. There's so many run clubs and so many opportunities. Um, But, you know, so, I if, think, I, if I get six months into this and still, like, no one's showing up, then it's like, okay, cool. I'm here regardless, mm. you know, so. Well, you know, I I think you, I mean, you have to do whatever, but I don't want to, uh, I don't know. Maybe you should bring them back to Norfolk. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I don't know. I think people. Norfolk would, keeps beckoning me. People keeps, out there actually. Time. Would love to do something with you. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. It was fun. I should yeah. turn that off. Yeah. Appreciate it.